When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. You can tell you what, appreciate you being here. Once again, it's the Gerald Glass from the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every day, twice a day, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, also as well, if you can go ahead and support us right there at lakersball.com. Joe Soro, I know the guys are talking about what went wrong in today's game at lakersball.com. Go ahead and check out what they're doing today at LakersBall.com. Plus, if you could like, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Of course, again, LakersBall.com. Also as well, Stone Hansen and the crew, they're talking about what's going on today right there for you at the NBA Draft and, of course, the Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast. Plus, also as well, you can go ahead and go ahead and check out what he's doing today. That's UpsideSwings.com. And there you go. They'll tell you the latest news and notes for the Upside Swings podcast for everything going on with the NBA draft. And, of course, Magic Matt in the morning. He's got a great interview coming up this weekend. So go ahead and check it out tomorrow right there for you, right there for Lakers weekend and Magic Man in the morning. Plus, also as well, Lakerholics.com. You know, you know, absolutely know that Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet are both angry and angry at each other and angry at the world right now, but they're telling you why at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friend John McCallion, go ahead and support him today at YouTube. Like and subscribe there. And again, like and subscribe here to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with every show that we do. Because wherever the season takes us, whether it's one more game or plenty more than that, we'll be here for you right here at the Lakers fast break. But unfortunately, coming into game three, a crucial game three, you got to go ahead and finally give your props to Denver. No more excuses. Uh, no more woulda, coulda, shoulda. The Lakers tonight had a crucial game three that they had to win. And yes, the Lakers made mistakes defensively, breakdowns everywhere. Why we kept D'Angelo Russell in as long as we did, I will tell you to my dying day, I have no idea. Absolutely just could not believe that they kept him in as long as they did. Absolutely killed us on both ends of the floor. 
the crucial point with Nikola Jokic late in the third quarter, getting his fourth foul. You had an opportunity to take advantage and take advantage by a long shot. But instead, you were only a plus one with him on the bench. And I thought that was a crucial victory for Denver right there. And even though the Lakers did pull ahead by one point with 748 left in the fourth quarter, unfortunately, they just absolutely sucked in all the bad energy they could and unfortunately could not get it done as Denver came up with clutch shot after clutch shot after clutch shot and the Lakers breakdown and mistakes and just could not get anything done. LeBron once again fell in love with the three way too much. Just many mistakes all around. But again, you got to credit Denver to going ahead and making the right moves down the stretch and they win. 119 to 108 to go ahead and pull out to a three to nothing series lead. And we all know the stats. We all have heard it before. No team has ever come back from a three zero deficit. We've heard it before. Will the Lakers do it? I'm not sure, but we'll certainly find out. We're here with you all the way in the season of ups and downs. This is a down point for us, but again, what overall a good season for us indeed, but here today to talk about today's game. I've got two great guys so far. Here, when, like I said, just obviously just great to have them here. They were awesome part of our playback along with Laker Nick, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. It is Stone Hansen and Stone, you've been here for us with the ups. You've been here for us with the downs. I truly appreciate it. Stone Hansen, Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Your thoughts on today's game, all the mistakes that were made. And again, like I said, Denver, they got the job done. Yeah, um, I mean, they just outplayed us. They played better. Um, it's unfortunate they uh, they're a better shooting team than the Warriors were. I think that's part of the reason we um, didn't change the philosophy of our defense as much as we probably should have. Um, we had a lot of defensive breakdowns. Uh, the the coaching, I mean, was less than optimal. The three guard lineups were, uh, you know, abundant tonight. Um, I don't even know. I would imagine the percentage of three guard lineups played was probably like over 30% of the game. Um, I think that we had just issues all around and it, it gets to a point, you know, where it's the talent took us as far as it did. Um, and it, when they're as tired and as exhausted as they are, um, it could only get you so far. And I think that um, the Lakers are have met their match with this Nuggets team that's younger, that's just a better team in general. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they've shown it this series, unfortunately. Uh, and yeah, it's it, it's we're, there's it's unfortunate because you know, there are times like once we made the playoffs and especially once we beat that, uh, the Memphis series, I was like, you know, maybe there, I, I didn't see it before, but I was like, maybe there's a chance we actually do go all the way. Um, and it, you know, maybe I got my hopes up a little too high and thinking that because, uh, it, it sucks, you know, that we're probably, this is probably the end of us. Um, but I'm pretty happy with, what we did as a team to get to where, to get to this point. Like, I think the front office made mistakes to, to not get us in a position where we could be in a championship run in a finals. Um, but with the 
roster that we had, I think that this team really uh, played well. Um, and I think we did the best with what we had in, in this team for having played the amount that they did. Um, and with the coaching in my perspective of the, the how poor it's been, um, I think the roster has played really, really well. So credit to this roster, credit to the Nuggets. Um, and yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, we'll see what we can do this summer to better our chances. One thing I want to do say again, when it comes to the Lakers and, you know, I'm just going to say this quite honestly, you know, we talked about when it comes to the Lakers and, and this up and down season, a lot of the blame we put on ham for quite a bit of this time. I thought he was really turning around at that game in Minnesota late in the season that they won. He made adjustments and I really saw his coaching style and his coaching decisions get a little bit better game and game after that you lead into the playoffs and he made adjustments on the fly that really started to work unfortunately today's game we saw ham revert back to the mismanagement that we've seen for a good part of the season primarily having d'angelo in there for an extended period of time you know if you i sean and many others can see that d'angelo russell is just not working you know, why can't Dar- Darvin Ham see it the same way? Um, <laughs> I, I do want to say that I've been very critical of him throughout this season. Um, I think much of it's been warranted, and I think that it, he has improved as a coach. I want to give him that credit. I think from where he was in the beginning <clears throat> of the season to where he is now, I think he's improved, especially rotationally. Um, obviously not tonight, but just in general, um, if you take the last 20 games that we've played as a team, as opposed to, um, you know, the 10 or 20 in the middle of the season, I think we, he's vastly improved in that regard. But ultimately, I do not believe Darvin Ham is a good coach. And I think that that showed tonight. I also think there's an element of maybe the front office having input because they want a chance to keep D'Angelo Russell. Now, I'm, I, I disagree with that. I'll be on record by saying I disagree with that and think the team should come first in terms of what our best chances are at winning. But I don't think it's unlikely that the front office maybe had a meeting with him to tell them, like, you need to make sure that you play D'Lo an adequate amount because we want a chance to resign him this summer and keep him happy. So... Again, I disagree with that, but I don't think it's unlikely that that happened. Once again, the Lakers unfortunately do lose tonight, one nineteen to one away to fall down three to zero series. I think uh, Vando, if you keep him, it's only four and a half million thereabouts for next year, so you can pick up his final year of his contract. And I think that Vando, for whatever he does and does not give you, as we saw tonight. Uh, I think that you still keep him for that cheap of a price to get someone who can at least be a rotational player for you, whether or not you start him or put him off the bench, that's up to you. But again, 4.6 for a player like that, I think is well worth it. Again, major questions for the Lakers this summer. Do you sign D'Angelo? Do you re-sign uh, Rui? Do you re-sign Malik Beasley just for having the contract around? Do you go ahead and you, what? how much do you spend on Austin Reeves? A lot of big questions and, Hopefully, guy that's going to help us answer him. Good man indeed. 
He's the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and join us for today's game. He's got a smile on his face. It is the Master Grice Theater host himself, <laughs> Sean Grice. Good to have you here, Magic Man. I know you've got a big interview tomorrow uh, with one of the Denver Press, and you're going to go ahead and stick to it, and I appreciate you wanting to go ahead and stick to it. Your thoughts, though, on today's game, a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of mistakes on both the coaching and also behind the players as well. But you know what? Let's let's put it to it. When, it, truth, when push comes to shove, as we saw Dennis Schroeder get shoved on more than one occasion, Denver just outflat, outflat. They just he just outright they just outright beat us. Yes, they did. They were, um, you know, Gerald. D- despite what happened in Game One and Game Two, it just when you look at the stats at the the end of all three games, it's just Denver's just been a little bit better. They've been a little bit better at shooting. They've been a little bit better at taking care of the ball. They've been a little bit better at rotational uh, assignments defensively. They've been just been a little bit better at just across the board. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here. You do it. You go ahead, man. Knock yourself out. Sure. So Coach Ham made a lot of improvements over the course of the year. They really showed in the playoffs because he pulled some rabbits out of his hat. I didn't even know they were there. However, I still have a problem with his rotations and Gerald all the signs and he you don't need analytics to show you that Delo was just getting murdered out there. He was just he was just a chalk. Not in this just in this game in the series. In the series, yeah. Denver has just outlined him on chalk on uh on a whiteboard just to just to kill him in every possible scenario. And even though he only played twenty minutes tonight, it was a bad twenty minutes. And it was 20 minutes that lost us the game. He should be going to a an Adilo, Austin, LeBron, Rui, AD starting five. And unfortunately, he kept sticking with um, with Delo, and it's to our detriment because, um, as Kevin Pelton pointed out on Twitter. Um, even though the Lakers front office might be concerned about uh, D'Lo's mood about coming off the bench, they were cutting off their nose to spite their face by continuing to play him because it's going to cost them the series and ultimately cost us in game three. And uh, we want to welcome in uh, our good friend Lee. Lee, how are you doing tonight? I think we should... Yeah, all right, Lee. So what uh, what were your thoughts on the game? Unfortunately... You know, uh, Murray Murray just kept up his uh, his hot pace, Lee. He, um, through that first half, I'll just give you a, a one statistic. Uh, in 10 quarters against the Lakers, up until the first half in game three, he had 94 points on 88 shots. Yeah. They had the look of a championship team. I mean, they came in at the beginning of the first, at the beginning of that game, and it was like, you know what? We know the Lakers want this, and we know the crowd's ready, but we're not going to even let them get into it. We come in, in, in attack mode. They were in attack mode, man. You know, I mean, you give Murray all the credit. He he got them rolling. He knocked down some tough shots, 
And uh, you can't do nothing but tip your hat to somebody when they come out, you know, as hot as he was the fourth quarter and the, and the first quarter. He, he he was the best player on the court and he mm-hmm. dominated the play. So um, I don't think the Lakers played bad defense. I mean, that was just some uh, very, very high-level offense. And when, you know, the saying is good offense, you know, trumps good defense anytime. As far as your point about D-Lo, I mean, Ham's in a rock and a hard place. I mean, you, you got to play him. You got to start him. And you got to hope he shows up and hit, hit, you know, get hot, hit three or four threes or something. But to take him out, I mean, I think you're surrendering then. I mean, because you just don't have enough other players unless you're going to maybe start a Beasley. Now, that, you know, now that may be something different if you say, okay, if I'm going to bench him, then we got to put in somebody who may hit the threes and maybe that's easy to give him a shot. But I mean, the bottom line is you got to put the players in, they got to play. D Lo in that one stretch, was that the fourth or the third quarter? I don't know. Where he missed the three and they got the offensive rebound. He had another three. I mean, the yeah, D-Lo, third he, quarter. It was third, third quarter. quarter. Yeah, they, yeah, they're waiting on him. That, that, that's his shot. That's that's something you got to. And he, and he just can't hit. And then he lost confidence. He started kind of point the other guys to do something to get open trying to be aggressive so um but they're just proven to be a better team like you said in every every phase it's not a major difference but in every phase it's the little thing bruce brown is coming in he's contributing every single game defensive offensive rebounds you know they got more guys that are contributing this is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you could get you the Here's cell phone copy, version you know? that was taped somewhere where it's like, <laughs> you know, shell shaky has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're climbing their seat with the popcorn already in hand. You oh, know, come that, on, you, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound, there you go. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yep. not the right ear. Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, the Lakers do fall 119 to 108. Lakers fall down to a 3-0 deficit in the series. Hopefully we can rebound and get things done. Glad to have Elrob here. Rob's been a great part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. Magic Man Sean Grice as well. Please check out his awesome interview as lined up. He'll tell you more about it before we go off the air. But Stone Hansen, you know, again, Denver flat out beat us. But we didn't help, uh, you know, obviously missing the free throws, the amount of free throws at the line that we missed obviously didn't help us at all. Obviously, the mistakes that we made didn't help us at all. The bad decisions. I disagree with L. Rob uh, in the fact that I would not have played D'Lo, or at least I would have pulled him a lot earlier. You know, D'Lo's, you know, again, he has that reputation, obviously, coming out as a high draft pick. Uh, you know, D'Lo's going to either win you a game like he did when he scored 30-plus points in the Greece or 
when he doesn't, you got to know when you just got to cut your losses and get someone in there. I do agree with L Rob though. on putting, giving Malik Beasley a try at this point, you're desperate. Your season's on the line. You got to do something differently to try and see if it works. Yeah, I think, um, Oh, let me bring it to L Rob. Go ahead. Are you Go saying ahead. you would bench him? Is that what you're saying? You would. Not- I would have benched. I would have not. I would have not played him at all. I would have okay. not played D'Lo at all. Not even a. Not even a minute because they were searching out. If you saw in that first quarter, they were hunting D'Lo. They every screen on Vando. Vando was giving up on the screen and letting D'Lo guard Murray. They were hunting him. Absolutely hunting him. Okay. Stone. Yeah, I mean, I've been very anti Beasley since we got him, basically. But I think when it gets to what a are you point, gonna do? like, like, like L. Rob said, what are you going to do? What do you have left? Yeah. So when it gets to a point of of D'Lo being out there and not shooting, like I said last series, D'Lo in the past his role has been primary facilitator and balancing that with his scoring. On this team, there's no facilitating. It's a lot of point guard by committee. Um, and there's there's no real lead facilitator, so that eliminates the the value of a lot of what D'Lo is. And then you factor in the when he's not making his shots and the and the fact that he's, you know, a defensive liability. If he's not shooting, um, because he's in not in that facilitator role. If he's not shooting, there's no value to be had with him, right? There's no there's no value coming out of just shooting shots that aren't going in. So I would try different things i would try troy brown jr i would try malik beasley um i would give other guys uh, opportunities because i don't think you can really get worse than what delo's giving you if he's not really giving you anything on offense uh, because there's no value that he's giving you on defense so i'd be trying these other guys give beasley three or four shots and see if something goes in um, see if you can get Troy Brown Jr. in to make some momentum for you defensively. Uh, I, I'd be trying different minutes, trying giving different guys different minutes because uh, I think D'Lo was very much unvaluable, at least for this game, if not for this series. Once again, the Lakers do fall 119 to 108. L. Rob's here, Sean Grice, Stone Hansen, but also here today, good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing at LakersBall.com. Lakersball.com, where you go ahead and have a great group of individuals going ahead and talking about nothing but Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. It is Joe Soro. Joe getting a drink, getting ready to, you know, everybody's asking, I want a, I want a Stone Hansen rant. I want an L Rob rant tonight. I want a Magic Man, you know, Sean Grice rant. But you know what they also say? They want a Joe rant as well. I'm sorry, folks, but there's nothing to rant about. I have a confession to make. Um, I knew Denver was going to be a good team this year, and so did you, Gerald. Uh, matter of fact, I knew they were going to be very good. My Laker goggles talked myself into thinking that the Lakers were going to win this series. I don't. I didn't have any feeling that the Lakers were going to win this series. Uh, I have to admit that. Uh, it comes down to shot making, and you've heard me say that a few times. These three games were the epitome of that. They never made the shot that mattered. Now, you guys were talking about Darvin Ham and his stubbornness in playing D'Angelo Russell. I can't argue against that. There's just nothing to argue against. But sometimes in life, both people are right. 
And I believe this is one of those times. And the reason why it's one of those times is because Darvin Ham did not have a choice. We, this Laker team does not have a third guy that you can rely on to spell LeBron and AD. And, and everything comes from that. And everything comes from hoping and, 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 and wishing that AD and LeBron can be in there just enough to win the close games, the blowouts, whatever. Problem is, Denver in three games never relented. They kept making the shot they needed to make. Jokic didn't do anything for a quarter. Jamal did. Jamal didn't do anything for three quarters. Jokic did. And if Jokic and Jamal weren't doing it, Porter was hitting threes. Brown was hitting threes. KCP was hitting shots. It never stopped. Someone always stepped up for Denver because they're focused. They've got youth. They've got, you know what, in vinegar, they got the MVP in my book. It It's all put together the, the way you're supposed to when it comes to a title team. And unfortunately, the Lakers have a star that he's lost a step. We LeBron would come come into these kind of games and, and, and win it for you. And and AD would do certain things. But how much how much can you expect AD to do? He's doing everything he can do. He doesn't have any rest. It's it was a recipe for a disaster and and and, and this is the result. So that's my mini rant for the night. Al Rob, let me bring it out back to you, my friend. Uh it just Again, I think a crucial part of the game was when Nikola Jokic went out late in the third quarter with four fouls. The Lakers had every opportunity to go ahead. And something that Denver's been having problems with all season is playing well when Jokic is out of the game. And the Lakers only ended up being a plus one during that span. And I thought that was going to be crucial for the Lakers. And unfortunately, it proved to be the case. They did ultimately, the Lakers did in the fourth quarter, pull out to a one-point lead. But still, you just knew that wouldn't be enough because, again, that time without Jokic out on the floor, the Lakers should have taken more advantage. Yeah. Uh, Denver has guys that are stepping up. Um, KCP, like Joe said, KCP. I mean, when, when Murray didn't have it going, when when Joker didn't have it going, then KCP were getting in and hit you know, two or three straight shots. Or, or Bruce Brown would hit a deep three and – sneak inside for a layup or a tip in. Uh, they have more guys playing. The Lakers, it's a lot of energy. It's, 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 it's mental energy as well when you're struggling uphill and when you're coming back uphill. Um, so being down two games, um, you know, that's a lot of pressure on you. And in game three, you, you same thing. You're climbing uphill. You're climbing uphill. Then you finally, you know, catch them. And then, you know, they hit four or five Next thing you know, you're down five again. And then you miss an easy layup and they hit a three and you're down eight. And you clam back and it was just like rinse and repeat. Um, the Lakers never could make a couple good plays, three or four, build momentum and, and, and get a little cushion. What was the biggest lead we had in the game? I don't know, two points, three points, four points? Yeah. Um, I mean, in the second half, at least. It was never, 
No, the second half, their largest lead. lead was one, I believe. Okay, you can never really exhale, and that's credit to Denver. I mean, you know, we can point to all the guys on the Lakers who didn't play well. I mean, but the bottom line is Denver is giving them very, very little margin of error. Denver is playing very well. And, um, you know, they're the better team so far. So hopefully Lakers can come back and maybe Denver will uh, uh, let up a little game and Lakers will be able to to get one. But in the fourth quarter, in these games, all the games have been in, not really the first game as much, but the last two games have been in the balance and we've looked like the tired team. Um, you know, Denver's a team that's still executing and still running their stuff. And they get better possessions and better shots. They got the guys they want taking the shots they want when they want them, when the game matters. And you, usually we kind of are playing a little harried and you know how many touches the AG really get in position in the fourth quarter. I don't think he was much of a factor um, in the fourth quarter. Once again, that's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do unfortunately lose 119 to 108. Sean, I bring it back to you, my friend. Again, do you see any answers for the Lakers at this point in time, my friend? I mean, I, you be realistic. We've always asked you and everybody else on this show, uh, outside of Laker Tom, who, you know, often goes into it, his own land in and of himself. But Magic Man, you know, you, you've always hit it with us real. Uh, your thoughts on what the Lakers can do, at least to start riding the ship little by little in game four. You, you, need, to, you need to pull... You need to pull D'Angelo Russell out of the starting lineup. You need to insert Rui in there. Secondly, <clears throat> while Denver was making their shots and Murray was cooking, there's there still is this problem. They still have this problem. If you watch a, a defensive possession for the Lakers, most of the time when a shot goes up, they have three or four guys either below the free throw line or along the baseline, and only one guy is back in transition. Even if you're not shooting the ball well, they should still have at least two guys back there. They did it for a while, Gerald, during during that little run they had after the trade deadline. But bad habits die hard, brother, and that habit is really bad for them. It was bad when Russ was on the squad. And it's bad now. And it started to rear its ugly head in the Golden State series, not so much against Memphis. And it's gotten perpetually worse with Denver. You've just got way too many guys un below the free throw line, and you can't secure off uh, offensive rebounds, Gerald. I mean, yeah, tonight was a little bit better, but we've seen it time and time again that this team just allows secondary and tertiary possessions because they can't defend the boards. How does that change? I, I like it's, it's a, we are at a very bad height disadvantage in this series. That's reared its ugly head too. Uh, I think, you know, well, how it, so, I mean, cause we're one of the biggest teams in the NBA after we made the trades. How are we that much of a diff, diff advantage? I mean, we've gotten well, that rebound. Well, like, I think a be, lot of that is effort more to than, be than just to be, to be, yeah, well, to be frank with you, uh, Michael Porter Jr., okay, Aaron Gordon, big, burly men. Vanderbilt isn't burly, Gerald, and neither no, is AD. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Hold on. Well, when we put Rui, neither, when we neither, put Rui, neither is AD. Neither well, is AD. Okay, but and, Rui, LeBron, and AD is not like chopped liver either. No, they're not chopped liver, but it's it's not it's not as if you're. I'm just saying, you saw like talk about this tremendous size. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, I mean, Gerald Michael Porter Jr. is 6'10, 260 pounds. Yeah, but he's a Darren soft Gordon decision. is 6'9, 200, 240 pounds of solid Gordon, muscle. I'll give you, uh, Gordon, I'll give you this tough. Come on, MPJ, yeah. tough on the inside. Really? Yeah. Really? Really? No. Great shooter, but, but really? Physical presence, nonetheless. Like tissue, he is have, absolutely. Yeah. Well, have we taken advantage of that problem this series? I don't think no, so. Because we don't have a player that's taking advantage of it. Yes. That's LeBron. That's yeah. that's your problem right there. Well, and Gerald, there, um, you know, there's another team that's uh, cooking up new ways of trying to uh, get LeBron to exert as much energy as possible. Yeah. I mean, he he played his ass off in the post in the second game, right? Yeah. For three quarters. But what happened in that fourth quarter? Murray just attacked him, man. He just saw a wounded elk, and like the wolf back was just in on it. And th- what? There goes Joe. Joe's to be in Joe. Don't even worry about it. Finish up, yeah. Sean. You're good. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, sorry. I just yeah, when you yeah. said the wounded elk, I kept thinking of um that Jack Black movie with Gwyneth Paltrow when he was talking about the hoof or whatever. Wounded Cause you know, animal. Because you know, Sean with Joe, it always goes into a movie. So. Oh, uh, yeah, always. And Joe, did you see the Rev- did you see the Revenant? Yes, I did. Yeah. So guess what? When you get attacked by a bear, you don't live. It only happens in the movies. Only Leonardo DiCaprio does. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. But the point is, is that Denver is the bear in this situation. And we're in the ditch. Yeah. We're alive. We're barely alive, but we're still alive. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. So let me ask you this, guys, before we head on out. And this is the last question I'm going to hit you guys up with. And it's 119 to 108 as the series takes an unfortunate turn for the Lakers down 3-0. We'll be back tomorrow. Magic Man has a great show lined up for you. Plus, obviously, what we're going to do as far as in advance for Game 4. Be here also as well for Game 4, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Joe, I'm going to start it off with you, my friend. Do you think that this matchup between the Lakers and the Nuggets is the toughest of all of them? Do you think that the Lakers and the Nuggets would have beaten either of those Eastern Conference teams? Either the Celtics or the The Heat, Heat, yes. I believe Denver is going to have such immense confidence that they're going to end up winning it all. I agree. And I, I just got called out by our panel here for 
switching, which I have admitted that I I knew Denver was a problem. I, I, I said Denver was the problem. I uh, said they well, were the toughest. I knew they were you good. Said no, I, I knew we knew they were good. From you, I thought molasses. I think I heard the word molasses yeah. when it came to Murray. Yeah, yeah, molasses turned into uh, Speedy Gonzalez. So <laughs> the I talked myself into believing that the Lakers could exert their will due to having AD and LeBron, but the problem now is. LeBron can't can't do it anymore. He can't oh, do it like man. he used to. And I think you guys are all like depressed and kind of being a little chidey, a little 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 kind of. I don't think we should be there. I mean, we 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 we're losing to the better team, and they're younger and they're more equipped and they're making shots, making shots, and we're not. It's that simple, guys. It's basketball. It's it's simple. You make shots, you win. You don't, it is what it is. Now, you can blame Darvin Ham for playing D'Lo, and you, you got merit there, but you don't have a choice. Who are you going to play? Vando? Vando can't shoot. You saw that corner three. I don't even know if it hit the rim. Uh, D'Lo missed back-to-back threes that at that moment I knew we were going to lose because, I mean, they were so wide open, I, I think I even would have been able to make it. So it's just not meant to be. I think we – we overachieved in, in this season beyond. Now, it's still a failure because you have AD and LeBron on your team. It's still a failure because they're supposed to win championships. But they overachieved. They weren't even supposed to make the playoffs. They made it to the Western Conference Finals, and they got beat by the better team. And that team is likely going to win the title. I know Miami's playing off the hook here, but Miami, should they beat Boston, which I think they will now, they're not. They'll. They'll have not played a team like like my. Uh, sorry, like Denver. They're gonna have to deal with a big who's really really good, just like they had to deal with AD in 2020. Oh, so, uh, you you know, I'm I'm sorry. I seem to recall Miami knocking another big on his ass, and he couldn't come back for that series. But that's just me. I'm sticking with my pick for the summer. I don't know what else to tell you. El <laughs> Rob, let me ask you this, my friend. Again, uh, the great series for the Denver Nuggets. They deserve all the kudos they can get so far. Obviously, leading three nothing. It isn't over yet, but you know we all know the odds. We're not going to be sit here and, and and tell you differently. But uh, I think that if you took the Lakers against the Celtics, I would I would still consider the Lakers be a better matchup for them because we saw how well they played even with Russell Westbrook and and Beverly on the team. On the road at Boston and Miami, I still think they would be a better matchup against uh, Jimmy Butler. But again, who, the Denver who Nuggets. Sto- I- who, who who stops Jimmy Butler on the yeah. Nuggets? Who stops uh, him? That problem is who on the who on the Heat stops Jokic and Murray? That's what I got question uh, for as well. Well, you know something, Gerald. Are are well, you gonna? Well, let me ask. Let me ask El Rob this because let me let me get El Rob in here real quick, my friend. Uh, I apologize, but let me get El Rob in. So, your thoughts? Do you think this was the best matchup right now that we have? Do you think this, for all consideration, is the NBA Finals? No, uh, I think I don't know if the Lakers could beat either of those teams. I, I can't say that with certainty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver, I can say that they could they could beat both the way they're playing now. The Lakers, I I, I mean they they're tough, they're good, um, but it's really really hard to flip your roster. And and 
you know, I, I thought the Lakers would win one series in the playoffs initially when it was going in. I just, I mean, I thought the cohesiveness, it would catch up to them. Like right now, you see little plays, it's like split seconds where Bando flash in the lane, they can feed him real quick and he can have an easy layup. But he's not there. He's flashing like a second late and it throws the playoff. I mean, yeah. stuff like that kills you in, 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 in tightly contested games. When you're looking at Miami, they, those guys pretty much are executing. They may not win, but they're, they're, it's not because their execution is off. You know, um, and the same with Denver. So they're, they're, those two teams are executing at a higher level, which makes sense. I mean, they, 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 they have more cohesion. They've been together. Boston, I don't know. I think they're just kind of full of themselves. So they didn't think they had to, they, you know, they didn't realize how hard they would have to play to win these games. And now when they get into them, it's kind of hard to, to flip the switch and realize that, hey, these guys can beat us. So, you know, everybody talked about a Boston uh, Lakers possibility, and that would have been great. Um, you know, I was, it hurt me when I heard Joe saying he would hope Boston get there. So, you know, I never – that's the only thing that's good about these playoffs right now. Agreed, Del Rob. It's watching Boston go down. So, we'll both go down. So, yeah, it's, it's – it's, that's the only – We'll lose to the champs. Probably. That's and that's the silver go, lining here. Is, is, they'll is lose to an eight seed, so with the, you know we'll have that open. I'll tell you right now, though, Stone Hansen, uh, L. Rob, Joe Soro, Magic Man, great to have you here. I got to close out here in a couple minutes, but before I do, Stone, tell us what's going on with the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast before we head on out. Yeah, just continuing to crank out episodes. We're doing deep dives, international deep dives coming up. Um, we just started our series and put out our first episode today of our 30 for 30 series that we do every year where we talk to someone about uh, one team in the NBA, uh, their picks, and, and how they move forward. So, um, yeah, a lot of stuff happening over there. Once again, it is UpsideSwings.com. Please go ahead and join Stone Hanson and the crew each and every time out. I'm going to go and, and next Friday, I think, not this coming Friday, but the next Friday – We'll just go ahead and schedule out, Stone, you and I, a one-on-one. We'll go ahead and talk about the draft, or maybe the guys involved in on it too, because I know that everybody is talking about what can happen for the Lakers in the NBA draft for the 17th, 47th pick. L. Rob, it's been fantastic on this show, as always. You're going to catch him over the summer, uh, you know, as far as what's going on with, with everything going on with the Lakers, and especially with him. He'll be joining us for the Lakers Fast Break. I know he wants a rematch in uh, Do You Know Your Lakers Trivia, I was going to send it to Sean because I know he has a special interview tomorrow, I believe, with uh, one of the Denver Press. I know he's got that schedule. I hope he gets back on to go ahead and uh, set it up for us and go ahead and let us know what's going on before we head on out. But I guess uh, he is not coming back. Joe, any last thoughts as well on what's going on? Do you see at least the Lakers getting a, a win on Monday? No. So you think but it's going to be a clean sweep? It's going to be a sweep as soon as Denver goes on a – 10 low run, they're going to quit. They haven't uh, quit all season, Joe. Uh, Lakers have not quit all season, so. No, but they're they're going to quit in a sense of like, eh, what's the point of going through all this and still losing? It's it's not it's not that kind of quitting. It's just they're going to run. They've, they've run out of gas. They've just, they've just run out of gas. And fatigue. 
makes coward cowards of us all. Uh, Something you said that was not possible. So the fatigue part of it. Yeah, it's 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 a surprise, but at the same time, they've been those those. If you watch the game tonight, you just kept seeing them dig and dig and dig and dig, and they'd get tied, and then they'd go on a five-zero run. Denver would, and then they dig and dig and dig, and they finally took a one-point lead. And then as soon as they got the one-point lead, then it was, it's just they got burnt. It's just you can't keep going uphill. And this is a seventh seed playing a one seed. Yeah, this is a one seed, guys. It's not just some team, right? And it's just not meant to be this year. It's just not meant to be. And they they squeezed every piece of every drip of that water out of that that rag. And 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 at this point, LeBron James twenty twenty wins wins two of these three games. LeBron twenty twenty three is a player who cannot play as much as he had this year. He can't. Well, He's got to be Tim Duncan in 2014. He has to be Tim Duncan. But the problem there is you have to get lucky and get Kawhi Leonard at 15 in a trade. That's kind of what the Lakers need right now. I, I mean, I, I scared, I'm scared this of saying this, but – and I don't think it's going to happen anyways, but the Lakers are going to look at Kyrie Irving because if you had, let's say, let's just hypothetically say this, okay? I, I Let's just talk about it for a second, right? D'Lo makes $30 million a year, right? Right? Okay, so let's just say Kyrie is there instead of D'Lo. We probably win two of these three games with him. That becomes now an interesting conversation. It's just all I'm saying is the Lakers and what's going to make it interesting is our show and the offseason and especially Stone's uh, side on this is is uh, we're going to have a lot of fun figuring out what the Lakers are going to do this summer. There's a lot of stuff, guys. There's a lot of stuff. And I'm not just saying that to, hey, guys, I'm teasing you to come watch the show. No, I'm serious. This summer could very well dictate what the Lakers are going to do championship-wise for the next two to three years. It's it's imperative that they, they, they figure something out there, and it's not at the pressure of, oh, my God, what no one's going to take Westbrook and no one's going to do that. Like, we don't have to worry about that this summer. This summer, it's a clean slate. Now, who do we get? Who do we have to sign because of the CBA? And how does that all kind of play out? That right there, I would say, is going to be the appealing part of the offseason once the finals are over. And I'm looking forward to it because I'm excited about the draft a little bit. I haven't been excited about the draft in a while. And uh, do we trade the 17 and package, you know, some guys? I don't know. I don't know. But we're going to find out. We're going to find out indeed. But I wanted to go ahead and mention before we go, Sean Grice, Magic Man, he's going to have a special interview again with a member of the Denver Press. He's got that set up for tomorrow, Lakers weekend. It's going to be for 9 p.m. I believe it's Eastern. I'm getting the word now because Sean actually lost Internet. Uh, he's going to send me the message right now. I think it is 9 p.m. Eastern. I'll go ahead and mark it and schedule the interview out. We'll go ahead and schedule it for you for tomorrow. It is 9 Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. He's got a special guest coming on for Lakers weekend. And then, of course, Monday, playback.tv slash Lakers pass break. Join us for game four. We're looking forward to seeing if the Lakers can rebound in the series or at least get one. We'll find out what happens. 
you know we're going to have a lot to say this offseason. We're going to be here constantly here, bringing out the content as only we can. Stone and I on the NBA Draft. L. Rob, again, with Do You Know Your Lakers trivia, and anytime he wants to stop by for any one of the great shows that we do at the Lakers Fast Break, you know Joe's going to be here as well. There's no doubt on that. So once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. Lakers do lose 119-108 to fall three games this year. But we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow with Sean Grice, Magic Man. Hoping everybody will be cheering up by then. We're looking forward to a better game four, and we know you are as well. Best Lakers chat room that's out there and best Lakers post game that's out there can be found nowhere else than right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.